0: Hello, today I have Nick and Katrina with me. Um, Nick, I think it would probably be easier if you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Oh, my name is Nick Well. I am a CEO, Chief Publicist of Dusty Saddle Publishing and our offshoot uh, offshoot corporations, uh, Magnolia Blossom and Raventail Publishing. And we publish... Primarily Western fiction, but we also have a burgeoning horror and romance um, catalogue that we're building.
0: And how long have you been doing that?
1: We've been publishing for uh, about eight years on the Western side, nine years on the Western side uh, with great success. And last year we moved into the horror and romance genres uh, just as, uh, as a form of expansion
0: and what made you want to do that were you a reader were you a writer or did you just want a hobby
1: no uh, I got into the business quite simply I worked in the sales office and I was the uh, assistant to the uh, the boss and one day he says well I've made my money so I am going to retire and uh, you're out of a job and I said well that's a shame and he said, "Well, I'll give you a good reference. You can go work in another sales office." And I said, "Well, I don't really fancy doing that. I'd like to do something else." And it was an interesting thing because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And and one day I, I was interested in the in books, as everybody is, I suppose. And I was asked by an author if I could sell Western novel. Well, sell books at this point. It was a thriller, and I said, "Sure, I'll give it a try." There didn't seem too much in the way of promotion on the market, so I thought I'd give it a try. And it worked. And he says, well, I've got some friends and, and they would also like to do it. And uh, before I knew it, I was working West, uh, working book promotion. And then a Western author came to me and he said, do you think you could do the same for uh, Western that you've done for thrillers and other kinds of books? And I said, well, I don't know. Nobody really reads Westerns anymore. What the hell? What the heck is this? He says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll hire you. If you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, you can't. And he says, well, I want to give it a try. So he gave it a try. Well, The Thing, he was a Canadian author and The Thing went to number one. On Amazon, and, and he says, "Well, it looks like you can sell westerns. I've got a bunch of friends who have westerns, and they're not selling. Would you like them too?" So he sent me all of his friends, and before I knew it, I was working westerns. Well, one day uh, the guys came to me and they said, "We would like a publishing company. We'd like you to run it." And I said, "Well, okay, I can do that." So uh, we started a publishing company, and it's <laughs> it was uh, from there we just kept publishing books and signing new authors and everything else, and 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 uh, it built into a company that was ready to expanded to other areas so we expanded and and moved into different kind of genres etc that's
0: awesome yeah because i mean westerns over here are very niche we don't have many or we might do i just don't know about them so it's a really unusual way to go into publishing
1: it is (laughs) it's, it's, it's it's certainly one of the smaller markets um and has been a you know it's still a small market for us some of them uh sell very well but Again, it's a small market in comparison to what's going on in the United States. Uh, and it was really, yes, it was it was entirely niche. I mean, it's the strangest job in the world.
0: <laughs> and how have you found it since you started? Um, have there been anything that's been a lot harder than you're expecting? Or did you sort of have a fairly good idea before you went into it?
1: Sorry, you broke up. Could you repeat that one for me?
0: Um, what's been more difficult than you expected, or did you have a good idea of what you were letting yourself in for when you started it up?
1: I, I knew what we were going to get. I mean, a publisher, as a as a uh, promoting the books, you have a very limited scope and mandate. You have to sell the books. As a publisher, you have to deal with a lot of other concerns and issues. Um, I knew what I was getting into because we'd already been touching on it with the authors already. So I knew what I was getting into in terms of publishing. The, the hardest thing was finding good people to work with um who who could be taught and trained to to understand the business so it's a, it's a pretty finicky business in the sense that you have to be able to uh understand what the author wants before the author asks for it and you have to be able to and western authors western authors are very different to horror authors are very different to romance authors they all have different priorities so um having the foresight to understand the, the readership and the author base are, are really the important thing yeah of
0: course yeah i can imagine uh, i mean i deal with a lot of authors of all genres and yeah,
2: they are all different
1: lesson. Absolutely. You have to really you have to really understand people as much as you can. Um and I think that uh if you're somebody that really takes notice of people and understands people and and has a feeling about people, then you can do fantastically well. And you have to have a thick skin as well because authors when they're very when they're uncomfortable or they're upset, they have a a particular way with them. And you have to be able to uh, you have to be able to kind of de-escalate and get things sorted out very quickly. And I, and I think that that's the the big problem in the book business is that a lot of the publishers are not people, pe- people, people. They are literary and they don't really understand the nature of a person who really needs something done and balancing that with the 200 other people who need things done and trying to get things going. They think in terms of this book is good, this book is bad, this one's a priority, this one isn't a priority, and I think you have to make every author a priority, and I I think that's the reason why we've been successful, and a lot of other companies haven't, and of course, we've had a, uh, we have a very, we have a series of um, formulas that we use that have been based on the things that have been successful, so we can just roll success forward, Yeah. Yeah, and you
0: sound like a very hands-on publisher, which sounds like one of the reasons behind your success from what I've heard, a lot of people pass it down a line or they don't speak to the person at the top. And that doesn't sound like the case with you, which you know is really commendable.
1: Well, I'm a control freak. I like to be involved in everything that's going on. I like to know what I'm doing, I like to know what I'm paying for. And and <clears throat> if you anybody that's working for me is a control freak, also. I mean, take Katrina in this call. Katrina mm-hmm. is aware of everything that's going on at the horror side and and, and, and knows everything that's going on. And uh, keeps up to date with it. The, the worst thing you can do in the publishing business is not keep up to date with the things that are happening. Um, we, I, I have had a situations before where the, the things have been going ahead and they haven't been reported correctly to me, and, and it's been a disaster because you have to be completely aware of every move that is going on across the board. Otherwise, whatever move you make, you're looking to get undercut by something that you don't know about. The more information you have, the better.
0: Um, what was your, <clears throat> your main aim when you started it up? Did you have a goal in mind?
1: Yes, I did. I did have a goal in mind. I wanted, in the Western side, I wanted to, there, there are several smaller companies and one bigger company on the Western side. And I wanted to unite the whole genre in one publishing company, which we've done very well with. Um, I wanted to unite the whole genre because the Western genre itself is very um, fragmented it's a very fragmented genre with, with a lot of different, um, how can I put it? Sections of authors here, there, and everywhere. And they're very closed off to each other. And I wanted to bring them all together so that we could have a united front because I think that's part of the problem is that we've got, we had at that time, five publishing companies, all with different goals. Now we have two publishing companies and, The the more we pull the authors together, the the stronger the front is, the better the product. The more we can do, the more we can do in terms of um, press coverage or release schedules or anything else and problem solving as well. The authors find the problems to solve these. With the horror side, we need to find the niche that would work best for us. The creature feature niche, of course, is the big thing that's done very well for us. Once we identified that, the idea is to Get as much creature feature product and to build that united front there again. Everything in the book business is about united fronts. It's about finding what works and having the authors work in the same direction with the things that work. On the romance side, again, we found out that Western Romance was the was the most uh, was the fastest selling product. So again, United Front, getting authors into the vein of writing that and presenting these books and, and getting a fast release schedule on those two. So it's very much about uniting, uniting and presenting a united front and put in that product that we know readers want.
0: And why did you branch into horror and romance? Why not like crime or any of the other millions of genres that are out there? Why those two in particular?
1: Well, I think that uh, horror is very similar to... um, Horror is very similar to Westerns in the sense that you've got uh, a series of publishers who have really little or no idea of what they're doing. Some do, a lot don't, and it's very fragmented. With lots of ideas here, there, and everywhere. The publishers are not particularly very social. They're not really very well represented in a lot of cases from what I've heard from the authors. So the horror seemed like a situation like Westerns where if you put some order and some formula behind it, you could get a a very strong um, United Front going. Romance, of course, is a massive genre. So, of course, it was a natural for us to find a niche within that just for, just to, uh, start to start to eat into that market. We knew we weren't going to dominate romance. We do feel we could dominate horror over
0: time. And you talked about uh, creature feature horror. Do you want to explain a little bit of, about what that is?
1: Creature feature horror are very much like the B-movies of the 1950s and, and the movies like Jaws. They're a creature who is the uh, main antagonist And it's a story, they're very, they're not formulaic, but they're very um, creature driven stories. The creature is on the attack. The creature is a problem. They have to work out how to get rid of the creature. We found that the seafaring creatures are the most popular. We signed an author called Michael Cole and his book came out and went straight into the top uh, 100. And We did another one of his and he did the same thing. So then we started to sign other authors like Sherry Mitchell and Duncan and other uh, Creature Feature authors, Brian Gatto. And we found that their product is also moving as well. Some moves faster than others, but we're finding that these products really do um, please the readership. and, And it gave us that first taste of a series of products that move. We tried other things before that, and they hadn't been as successful. And I think, but I think the Creature became our niche and the The seafaring creatures seem to do a lot better with the readers. Uh, But we're going to start putting out some land based creatures as well and see what they do also. But uh, I think it's that very simple story of a man against a man against a giant genetically engineered something. You know, a giant uh, ape, a giant shark, a giant uh, squid. And I think readers just enjoy them because they are kind of mindless and they're, and they're they're very removed from the world we live in today they're you know entertaining you can do you can, you can get a lot of enjoyment out of them and I think that that is uh you know very much the world we live in today where people are looking for escape from the everyday problems of of, of the individual
0: that's really interesting about the sea-based creatures I'm really surprised by that I never would have expected that but there we go
1: well I think that the sea-based cre- yeah it's interesting to me too because the first couple I thought were you know i thought the first couple were interesting um and i thought that i thought maybe it was a fluke but when it turned out that it was actually that was the uh, number one signed product the coal product was the number one signed product i could have started, started to understand it because people just don't want things that are too serious i don't think or too deep they want to they want to just have fun with the book and enjoy a book and i think it does come down to i enjoy this book this book is um something i'm enjoying reading i, th- I really do think it comes down to that
0: yeah and you know it's, you read, it's all about fun do you read all the horror books that come your way
1: oh i read some of them some of them are a lot of fun i read the Cole ones i read the Gatto one i read a lot of the, the creature ones because they are a lot of fun and and I, we have an editor at, at raven tale called Larry Copeland, and he always indicates the ones I definitely have to read because he says to me, he says these are this one's hysterical, it's got a scene here, or this one's fantastic because it's got. And so I always try and read them when I can, absolutely. And I find that you know I enjoyed the creature ones myself. I enjoyed the giant the the giant crabs, I enjoyed the giant dolphins. Um, They're very insane books and and a lot of fun. Um, More than I, you know, it's a funny thing because it was always known that I never read a lot of the Western product. I mean, I. Never did read a lot of it. I read a lot more of the horror stuff than the than the, uh, the Western stuff.
0: I guess uh, that's what you have people for anyway, isn't it? You don't have to read it, especially when you're the big boss.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, you work a lot from reports because you can never hope. We put out 200, 250 books a month, and you can never hope to read everything. I know the authors on the Western side extremely well. So I get every time I'm on the phone with them, they tell me what the product's going to be be and how it's going to how it's going to look and when it's going to be finished on the horror side I, <laughs> I just couldn't help but read those uh creature features they are just entertaining things they really are i, I can totally see the appeal
0: <laughs> is there one author out there that you'd love to have signed to you uh
1: no i, I like all authors and i like all the authors um, i like all the authors individually I, i've always enjoyed them as people um, i like to meet people who haven't been discovered Uh, We just conducted the biggest uh, deal ever made for a Western author, a guy called Paul L. Thompson. We signed his whole catalogue, 122 books, and it was the biggest deal that we'd ever conducted and probably the biggest deal in living memory uh, for a Western author. That was an exciting one, but I'm more excited. You know, I get excited about all of them. They're all wonderful, aren't they? You have people coming to you and they want to work with you. It's wonderful.
0: It is, yeah. Yeah. And what sort of... um services do you provide do you do you do covers and do you do audio and things like that
1: well there's a very funny thing here that i i have to say i, I get this asked this question a lot are you a vanity pub, vanity publisher no we're not a vanity publisher we don't charge for anything that's the big question there and i have to say this over and over donna because people say well do you charge for this and you, no, we don't charge for anything we cover everything from the covers the editing formatting upload uh production costs promotion costs i mean sometimes the authors take it upon themselves to do promotion etc but we do the majority we do all of it ourselves um anything they choose to do themselves is their business but we cover it all
0: and is there anything what what do you least enjoy about publishing
1: Um, um i least enjoy I'll tell you this, I at least enjoy it when you know that you've got a really good product and the readers aren't ready for it yet. And that happens quite, you know, more than you would think. When you put in that 200 books a month, there's a product that you say, that one's really something else. And the readers just don't go for it. They, they 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 get into a vein of what they want, and if you go to the left or the right of what they want, then they don't pay much attention to it. And sometimes that's a very frustrating thing because you know if the reader picked that book up, they'd enjoy it, but they choose to choose they choose something that's close to what they've already been reading. And sometimes you want to say, hey, give that one a try. But you know, over time, you find those books do find an audience. Over, you know, it takes time, perhaps, but usually they find an audience. It's just not as quickly as I uh, would like it to be. Sometimes
0: yeah I get that um I mean I do blog tours and I've read a lot of books that I wouldn't normally pick up mm-hmm. because I've agreed to do the blog tour for them and I found some amazing books that I definitely wouldn't have even looked twice at mm-hmm. so um and Duncan's um Oakwood Falls I read and I know that if people gave it a chance they'd love it but no one wants to pick it up which is such a shame so yeah I totally get that it drives me crazy and I as much as I say you should read it, unless people have it in their head that they want to, then they're not going to.
1: That's entirely true, and it's, it's a sad thing because sometimes you really want to just say, "Read that one, read that one, give it a read, give it a try." Yeah. And and they just don't want to do it. They just they want to pick the same thing that they've read a million times before, and I guess sometimes the books are ahead of ahead of the market you know but what can we do we just keep putting the books out there and hoping for the best
0: yeah and keep nagging this is this is my way of doing things is nagging just oh. going on and on and on and on and on until people just do it to shut me up
1: that's the best way to do it though yeah
0: i mean it doesn't I, I always like work that. but <laughs> it works a lot of the time.
1: It does. It does work a lot of the time. And I think there's a lot to be said for doing it as well. I I nag. I'm a terrible nag. If I get something in my mind, I want it. And that's the end of it. And it does work. I mean, you might annoy them a little bit, but at the end of the day, hey, if it gets them them where they need to be, then who's complaining?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's their own fault. They should listen in the first instance is my theory.
1: (laughs) I agree. And who's to say? And that's the thing that drives me crazy about people. Who's to say who is right and who's wrong? you know uh everybody says you know you're the publisher you know right or wrong i don't i can't guarantee 100 that i know better than the next person down the the line i got handed the job and the job is there but i want to hear from everybody what their opinions are about all kind about anything i mean the one thing i like to do is pick people's brains about ideas because you never know who knows more than you do about what you're doing you never know so and i do think that there's a lot of this kind of arrogance where people say well i know I know this or I know that or I know what what's going on or I know what what isn't going on and I think people should really take notice of what people tell them and keep it in mind and judge it on its own merit I really do and they and that people will be a lot more successful if they if they judge things on the merit in in that way I think
0: yeah absolutely um we've got a publisher over here that is small um called Hobeck Books and since (laughs) they've started they've done a weekly podcast and they've been really open about how tough it's been setting up and getting a new publisher going um especially in the pandemic world Mm -hmm. have you found it particularly difficult no
1: no i find it to be like everything else you sign authors you put product out the sales are the sales are higher because of people being at home people wanted to do things at home um no i actually found it was a boom for us and and it was very successful for us and and we use we we made the most of every day that we could um uh, you know we lost some authors sadly but uh, but uh, we did the best we could and we came out of it and i think that this business through and through i mean everything's tough keep going at it i'm not a guy that particularly finds problems and things if something's a problem you know you can break through it you can work through it you can smash it to the side you can go around it you can do any number of things to get around problems and that's just the way that i operate and and that's the way our company operates if there's a problem you find a way around it you don't sit around finding reasons not to be successful i can imagine though for a brand new publishing company it is very tough Um, especially if they haven't found something that is uh, definitively selling for them you know they haven't yet found their groove with with product Maybe so, but if you found your group with products, you just did the product out and you do your best job.
0: Yeah, and I think one of their biggest problems is costs. Yes. They're always trying to balance is because paper, there's shortages and the increases in producing books and everything. I think that's something that's really debilitating for them.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think the costs are terrible, and and, uh, and I think that... Um, you know, it's very tough to start a business at the best of times. And I, I what kind of product are these are these people selling? I mean, what, what's what's the deal with them? What's what's the uh, what's the public? What do they publish?
0: Uh, crime, crime mysteries, um, suspense. I listen to their podcast every week. There's four crime mystery suspense. Can't remember what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> every week I listen to that podcast.
1: Sounds very good. I would enjoy. I'm. I. I, I would enjoy um, reading that product because that's stuff I enjoy reading myself privately. I hope they find their groove though, and I hope they find their way to be very successful because it is. It is possible if you stick at it. I think. Um, yeah. But of course, everybody who's doing something says to everybody else, "You're going to be successful." You know, it's it's the way of the world. Everybody's got an opinion on everything, don't they?
0: Yes, they do. And they like to share it whether you
1: want to hear it or not. <laughs> oh yes, they do. They like to talk about it. They like to tell you all about it. It's it, it it's it's the nature of the world, I think, in a lot of ways. It's really uh but you know, I, I, I can't comment. I mean, I I think it sounds like a great business to be in with crime. Um, and I hope they're very successful.
0: Yeah, so do I, because they're amazing people. So and they're working hard at it, so. Um, yeah, I hope that they're successful as well.
1: Amazing people deserve amazing success, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, If one of your books was to be chosen for film or TV adaptation, which one would you choose?
1: I can't tell you that one, otherwise I'm going to hear about it. I think they should all be television and movie adaptations. (laughs) However... The first one to get picked as a movie or television adaptation, I am going to tell that author that they are my favorite until the next one gets picked for a TV adaptation. <laughs> but I, that's the thing, that your authors are like children. You can't tell any of them you're, they're your favorite. Although I suspect in our business that we, there, there, are, there is favoritism that goes on, although I try not to have it in my side of it because I believe that uh, it just creates bad feeling.
0: Yeah, of course, Yeah. You, it's okay to have favorites as long as they're in your head and nowhere else.
1: Yes, very much so. But, you know, there are people you get on with better than other people, you know, and there are people that you enjoy more than other people. And, and there are people that you enjoy less than other people. I mean, it, it's just I think it's just the nature of the of the animal myself of doing business. There's always somebody that you really, really enjoy and somebody that you enjoy less kind of thing
0: yeah it's just, that's just the human race isn't it it's you know you can't possibly get on with everybody so
1: no but we try our best to love all of god's creatures How's that? unless you
0: work in retail in the uk and then i just treat them with disdain because they're <laughs>
1: <gone>. <laughs> oh yes well you know that there, there, there is that there, there is a time when you say i've had enough of this and you move on to the next the next thing absolutely well, you know, I, I, I must admit, I like most people. In fact, I would say that on some level, I like all people. I enjoy the, the, the aspect, the social aspect of our business. I enjoy meeting people, new people. I enjoy making the deals. I enjoy um, help. I enjoy when people are successful because they they don't in some cases they don't believe they're ever going to be successful and then they become very successful and you you just enjoy that for them they really some of them um, they all deserve it but some of them really work so hard that you can't help but think that they've you know they've done a, a tremendous thing you know they've really written something that's changed lives or stuff like that so sometimes you just have to look at them and say that was really i'm really glad that one was successful because that is really well deserved
0: yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love seeing people do well. It's my favorite thing ever. Is is seeing someone just absolutely smash it. It's like yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. That's awesome and brilliant.
1: I agree. I agree. And I think that you know, I think that some people just put hundred percent into everything they do, and I think it shows. It sh- it really shows. And I think that when it, and when people really, um, really put a lot of effort into things and they really want to be successful and it pays off for them. You can't help, but applaud, applaud them. You can't help. It. Yeah, I agree. I think so.
0: Um, you said you've only been doing the horror and romance for a year. Um, yes. Do you have a plan for the next five years? Do you want to introduce any more genres or?
1: Uh, no, I think we've we finally got on horror down to where we wanted and we're going to keep growing it. Um I'm not a big planner because you never know what you're going to get. Um, At the moment, we're going to continue to keep building our our creature feature um, element of the business and continue to keep growing that and finding new authors and, and build that up and get a successful routine. And then from there, who knows, we might try something else to me, you know, it's all fun and we can have a go at all of it. Really. I'd like to do all the genres. I really would. I would love to work my way through from Westerns, to books about ant care. <laughs> I mean, I really would. I I don't see any reason why I can't work on everything. And and that was always the problem early on in my career why I wanted to work on everybody's book and everything. And I had to find and and I got Western's as a niche, but I, I, I think that there's so much out there. I mean you just never know what's going to take off. You never know who's going to pop up with a different kind of product. You just don't know. And I think you have to be really <laughs> open to trying different things and and and, and giving things a try. You know, that's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, I mean, tomorrow I might turn around and say we're doing science fiction. (laughs) You never know with me.
0: (laughs) Watch out, Katrina. You could have a new thing to do.
2: Oh goodness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, poor Katrina. I I mean, she has to put up with. You know, we're doing this today. We're doing that today. We're doing. I'm. I'm surprised the poor girl isn't in the inside the asylum by now. I feel sorry for a lot because it must be crazy working with me. What do you think Katrina? What's it like working with?
2: I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. There's, you know, there's good days and bad days (laughs) at every job you do, but, you do try your best to make every day a good one and easy for everyone that works under you. So it is, it really is an admirable thing to work under the great Nick Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, you see, I keep getting that. It's a funny thing because I never considered myself very talented at the job, Donna, but it seems like uh, uh, everybody else thinks I'm quite good at it. I could never work it out. But uh, you just do every day you look at the job and you say, what are we doing today? And you work your way down the list and you try and make everybody happy. It's, it's kind of a fun thing. But like everything, you you just have to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying.
0: So is uh, Katrina favorite today then? Is she top of the list?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I don't have favorites when it comes to employees. I have, We have several employees. Uh, Katrina is, is in many ways the one who works closest to the way I work. Because Katrina and I work very, very well together. My other assistant, Caitlin, she works in our own. She's very, she's more organized than Katrina and I. Katrina and I, we just get the job done, don't we, Katrina?
2: Yes, we do every day.
1: <laughs> and uh, we, we treat it like it's a, um, it's an ongoing thing. And every day we have a list of things to do and we get them done and we don't spend a lot of time Uh we don't spend a lot of time prophesizing over the business. We just get the thing happening and moving. And this is today's task, and this is what people need today. Um, I think that there's a lot of discussion that goes on in the book business. A lot of planning of things that don't actually happen, or things, or planning for things that may not actually take place, or all, all kinds of things where people have big plans. But at the end of the day, you have to sit there every single day of the week and take care of things that crop up, products that are coming in things that need to be done questions from authors you have to be able to just sit there and grind away at all the little problems that take that happen in the book business I mean that's really it it's it's an everyday job
0: and uh, Katrina is there anything that Nick
2: said so far that you
0: disagree with or that you'd
2: like to add on to no I think that he's done a good job explaining you know the company and what we do and the best and worst of it all I honestly don't have anything I would disagree with or change or anything honestly I think he's done a really good job articulating um, how the business works. And what's
0: your favorite thing what do you look forward to most when you go to work every day?
2: I honestly love the authors um, a lot of them like most of them <laughs> are very kind and patient and when I first started as author liaison at Raven it was a hard change over from my previous job that I was doing at BSP, which was a social media manager. So I had to take a lot of tasks on and meet everyone and everyone was just so lovely. So whenever I can make the authors happy or get their books out or promote them in any way, I think that's like the most satisfying part of the job. Oh, and I'm sure they appreciate it immensely. <laughs>
0: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope they tell you if they do. They do. Thank you. That's all right, then. That's good. (laughs) Um, Have either of
2: you ever been tempted to write yourselves?
1: Well, I never have. How about you, Katrina?
2: Just for fun. I used to do it in high school, but nothing ever came out of it. I wouldn't want anyone to see it. I'm in no way a good person. editor person to write, but sometimes it's fun to make up like little scenarios and you just see where it takes you. But I wouldn't want anyone to see it. It would never reach the light of day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when you're not working, if you can ever switch
2: off, what would you like to do with your time?
1: Katrina, what do you like to do with your time?
2: I have many things that I like to do. I like to paint. I like to play guitar. I like to spend time with my friends and my husband and my son, most importantly. Um, but anything that just kind of gets me out of the work mindset for the weekend so I can just relax is honestly, you know, whatever I can find to occupy my time. I like that.
1: But uh, uh, Donna, you ask if you're asking me as well, I like to work all the time. I really do. If I'm not working, if I'm not working, I like to be thinking about work and what I'm going to do next. I like to put a, long, a lot of long-term strategy in, into my planning, and I find that that works very well for me. So, in my downtime, downtime time, I do have hobbies, but I do really enjoy thinking about the next step in the business.
0: And I think genuinely successful people are like that, aren't they? Just twenty-four-seven on the job. So it doesn't surprise me that you said that at all. <laughs>
1: Well, I think that I think it's a responsibility. You 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 started a company and you have people working with you, and if you don't have the direction, then what are people going to do? You're gonna you're gonna. It always reminds me of of my first job. If my boss was ever ill, and he was a very rough riding salesman, he was a, and he had a sales team of a hundred salespeople. If he wasn't there, they didn't know what to do. They would sit around smoking and drinking and and taking early breaks and the rest of it, and they never knew what to do um, because he was so in control of that of his company. He was always in control of what he was doing. And uh, and I, I think that, that that is a very successful way to be for him. But I think that if the plan is known and you have a plan that's set, if ever anything happens, people know what to expect. Um, they know um, where where you are and what you want done and everything else. And things can move a lot faster if people have that planning behind them. If that makes sense,
0: it does. Um, well, I can't think of any more questions for you two, unless you think there's anything specific or glaringly off your side missed out.
1: Well, I thought you did an excellent job. It was a great interview. What did you think, Katrina?
2: Me too. Honestly, I've enjoyed the time and listening, and you know, finding out more about you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, if
0: people would like to submit to you, would they be able to? And if they can, then how would they do so? Uh,
1: Katrina, would you like to answer that one?
2: Sure. Um, we have the DSP website, which under the submissions tab, there is links to the Western submission guidelines, the romance submission guidelines, and the creature submission guidelines as well.
0: Awesome. And do you have websites and social media?
2: Yes, I um, am the social media manager at DSP, Magnolia Blossom, and Raven Tail. So you're able to find us on any social media platform. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, We have a Linktree link that will take you everywhere as well.
0: Fabulous. Well, all I can say is thank you very much for joining
2: me. It's been a pleasure.
1: I've enjoyed it. How about you, Katrina?
2: Yeah, I appreciate your time and, you know, getting to know the company and us a little bit better. So thank you. Thank you, too.